that's our, how we go. It's like we just won't talk about that. So it's, it's, it's all right. It's not great. Yeah, there you go. Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And um, since we are recording this in uh, Labor Day weekend, we are really starting to move into the best, most wonderful time of the year. We're only what? We're no, like, I I have already. I have already decreed it. It is the spooky season. Yes. And As of September 1st, I think we... I said it was... Season. I said this was Halloween 1st. Right. Yes, that was... I guess I think I told you that. And I think... Have you ever been to DinosaurDracula.com? You've pointed me yeah, over that direction they, uh, a time or two. Yeah. They, they, it, that's been an ongoing website for, God, a long time. I don't know, probably 15, close to 20 years probably. Sure, sure. sure. And uh, Matt, the guy that runs it, declared a few, a, a few years back, like maybe the last in the last five years or so that September 1st is the official start of Halloween season. And I'm like, okay, I'm there with you. <laughs> you said it. I'm there. There we go. Well, so <laughs> considering I was actually finding Reese's, um, pumpkin peanut butter in cups, July. Yeah. I know. In July. I, know. I was like, yes, and I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. The spooky season has arrived. I have noticed that, uh, a lot of places, uh, I, I guess the first, the first real sighting I had was at, at Kroger. Like literally it was one display of, Reese's pumpkins. Yeah. And then a couple of days later I went we were my I was um at Dollar General and they had a bunch of the of the candy out already. That's like, where I found right. that's yeah. where I found my single yeah. display of the Reese's stuff. Um, yeah. And it's just kind of been a growing like Walgreens is starting to get their stuff. Kroger has yeah. got all their candy out but they haven't put out their decorations yet. Target is putting out all of their decorations it's right now. It's about time. Um Walmart at this point has their fall stuff out, but not really any of the Halloween stuff yet. Yeah, now, you know they're it's right on the. They're, they're, of course, they're still kind of skirting that line of moving the back to school stuff out to where they can put all the Halloween stuff. No, they're up, moving you know? the back to school stuff out so they can put up the Christmas trees. Let's yeah, be honest well, with it. you know what really kind of made me mad about that, and it does it every. They, Walmart has done this for a few years in a row now, of literally like when you walk in they've got like whatever holiday stuff up right there yep. all you have to do is walk one aisle past that and you'll start seeing christmas stuff already yep. target is bad about that they will about i don't know the first part of october yep will consolidate everything off of the very back aisle of their holiday section and start putting up christmas stuff back there yep immediately and it's like look first off and I, I know we've bitched about this on here before, but it really makes me mad that people want to get Christmas out so fast. The, but the this thing is, is, the, is this the, grinds my gears. It really somewhere. does, you know, yeah. because it's like, okay, first off, we're not even through Halloween. Plus, Thanksgiving yeah. is still right in the middle of the two. So, and that's the biggest problem that I have had for since I was a teenager about the whole Christmas thing is look. I love Christmas as much as anybody else does. Okay, but I, there I, are two seasons yes, between yes, Labor there are, Day there are, and there are, Christmas. There are there are two holidays between between that and yes, it, you, and one kind of carries into the other. I mean, you know, a lot of the like yeah. I remember like my mom putting out you know our Halloween decorations and stuff, yep. and then like on November first, she basically would just turn the jack jack lanterns around to where they were pumpkins, right? And you know, you know, the, the not actual pumpkins, you know, but like the the like decorations that we had were like a lot of it was just interchangeable between the two. And the Christmas stuff, it was always, no, after Thanksgiving is when you can start putting the Christmas stuff up. Exactly. That's not the way it is any longer. I have, uh, where was it? I forget where I was. And I took a picture of it. I think I posted it on my Facebook. And this was in August, 
this was last year, like the first part of last year, I walked into some place and they did have a Christmas tree up. Yeah. And Probably I, and Walmart. It wasn't Walmart. It was... Because I know the Walmart where we go did that to me one year. It was... Where was it? It was someplace odd. I do remember mm-hmm. that. It was kind of one of those like... First off, it's odd that you're putting up a Christmas tree here. Yeah. But secondly, the fact that it's already up in August and, and we've got all this time to go, you know, between yeah. now and then. Yeah. Um, like I said... If we could, if I could, if we could just get, literally, just give to the day after Thanksgiving. From there on to Christmas, I'm fine with that. But you know, they even, can't do it. They just can't do it. You so. know, I'll, I'll concede this. And I have family members who were like, "Is it too early for me to start putting up my Christmas tree?" And yes. I'm like, "Yes, it is. Yes, it is." If you okay. put up Christmas decor right now, I am legally allowed to murder you and use you as part of my Halloween decorations. Yeah. I, I have heard people say, you know, if you if you're gonna put up your Christmas tree in, in October, then I'm gonna leave up my Halloween decorations in December. You know, it's yeah. kinda like you know, I Dave can I tell you this. Your I, Halloween stuff never comes my, down. My Halloween stuff's been up since last year and I bought more today to to put up. You know, and it's yeah. not like like big but I mean we're talking about like like you know, cut out decorations, the retro, and, and, you know, style retro type stuff. Outs, you know, I've got yeah. some window clings that you know that are that have stayed on my doors for you know since last year, and I'm yep. like, no, I'm fine with it. I don't care. And, and several times people come like, hey, you know, Halloween's over. It's like, Says so you, <laughs> Halloween is not a holiday; it's a lifestyle. Exactly. My friend. So <laughs> now that we've bitched about that for six minutes, <laughs> I guess we should probably get into what we're going to actually be talking about on this episode. Welcome to your preview of October. 1st. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. uh, yes. This this actually is a, a, a good preview of Oktoberfest. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking. Dave and I have put together our fall songs playlist. Um, well, no, what you what you proposed to me when you called me was, you know, what's your playlist? You know, the weather's turning cooler. You're going right. to roll the windows down or have the windows open in the house. Right. And you're just going to have a playlist to listen to. Well, I, I didn't do a... Th- I didn't do... Oh, this song relates to fall and this song relates to fall. Well, no, I don't mean okay. like the songs are like fall like oh they talk about the fall of the year and okay it's like no it's just no it, it's it's the songs that remind us of fall you, basically you, you have pulled some switcheroos no on no, no, no 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 i i know mine is 100 percent that same thing where it's like these songs whenever i i listen to them in the fall of the year because it reminds me of it reminds me of a certain time in my life whatever you know and during sure. this time back to school you know uh, football games whatever it was you okay. know it's like yes that's what all of mine are so. the, the way i basically built mine is like mine was for going back to where i was either in college or in high school or something like right, that right and i was going to be putting this on in the car as i was leaving right. school now and mine starts out very mellow okay and eases over into something a little other than that okay because it would be like okay i have left school and then i'm going to be gone the rest of the night and this is getting over into like midnight okay mine's not quite as, as thought out how many how many songs do you have we all i always have to ask this question because i ask you to make a top 10 which i did not say a top 10 you didn't give i did me a not number. give a number but if i do say hey give me a top 10 you show up with 300 songs so um i see you're still counting i have 14 on i've mine. got 20 okay well, we're, we're 20. okay well we're somewhere i did okay on this one and there there's a ba- there's a couple bands there where they've got a couple songs okay that's fine <clears throat> Do you want to go first since you have... Um, I, my first song that I started out with is Nick Drake, Place to Be. Okay, that's a good song. Yeah. 
it's just kind of it's kind of mellow it, it it it's kind of that i'm in the car i'm driving leaves are out you know it's it's just a it's a great and i'm it, adding to mine now so it's <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see i inspired you already. well it's i and when i put this together because because i actually have like a what i call fall songs playlist yeah. on my on my phone you know, on my iTunes or my Apple Music or whatever. I don't sure. know what they're calling it these days. I'm, I'm back. And, I have to admit, I'm back on Spotify. Yeah. I couldn't stay away. <laughs> you just couldn't quit it. Couldn't quit it. Um, but it's one of those things where even with that, every once in a while, I'm like, oh, no, this song should be on there. Oh, no, this song. So it's, yeah. it's, it's always an ever-evolving, you know. Um, so Nick Drake. Nick, Nick Drake. Drake um, Probably best known for Pink Moon because yes. it was in that Volkswagen commercial. 20, this is actually twenty years ago. This is know? actually on that same album. Mm-hmm. After that commercial, I, w- I loved that song so much. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Who is that?" And I went and I right. discovered and found a lot of his music. Right. I ended up buying that album, and this is probably one of my favorite songs off of that album. Nice, instead nice. of Pink Moon. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've heard more than just Pink Moon, and I, he was good stuff. Like I, I really, I really do enjoy yeah. uh, a lot of his stuff. So. Um, okay, well, I, my first one, sure. I didn't, I don't have mine in any like, oh, I play this, then I play this, then I play it. It's like, no, these are just the songs, okay. you know, that, and we'll talk about. So we went, yeah. we did a little bit, bit different build on each my one. My first one is Firewoman by The Cult. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, that just, yeah. when I hear that, that opening, that, you know, that opening guitar riff, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I fall here. I love it's The Cult. <laughs> I actually I saw, too, the, I saw so. those guys um, at River Stages, River yep. Stages mm-hmm. on the same tour with Black Crows on the line. Mm-hmm, tour. Mm-hmm. yeah i was there great for that. show yeah they um yeah that that song just again it takes me back to high school yeah um freshman year of high school i guess you know somewhere in there when that song hit yeah and um that was just yeah it was a huge like coming into that fall that that's that school year oh so. yeah um all right what's your next one uh it's actually mazzy star with ride it on Okay. You know, I almost put Fade Into You on this. That I've actually, I've got something from that same album okay, as the okay. third the third song. Yeah. All right, explain this one. It's just, when I was listening to that Nick Drake song, mm-hmm. it, I kind of put it together like if I was in the car mm-hmm. and I was like picking stuff off the radio or like a iPod playlist, I was like, right. oh, I like this song. Oh, that reminds me of this song. And mm-hmm. that's when I hit this one. And each each song is like, oh, I, I love this song. I should listen to this song next. Right. Oh, that's a good song. That reminds me of this song. So I should listen to this song next. You know, and kind of build no, it that fair, way. I got you. I got you. So yeah, ride it on. And if you want me to go ahead and do the third one, the third one is uh, wasted off of that same album with okay. Fade Into You. Okay. Okay. Uh, that was uh, so that they might sleep. No, what was the name of that album? I. Honestly, I think it's so that they might yeah, sleep. I think if so. I'm, I'm almost positive. Write it on is actually on the album previous. To okay, that yeah, one. but yeah, that was and the whole reason I almost put fade into you because again that was fall of '94 yeah, whenever that hit. Like I remember, that. you know, I remember that pretty vividly. Like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but I decided not to put that one on there. Probably should have now that I've mentioned it a couple of times. So. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and write it down. Yeah, I really like that one. Here, list, yeah. uh, my next one. Um, Loving an Elevator by Aerosmith. That's a good one. Again, yep. around that same time period, those songs that, you know, uh, Dude Looks Like a Lady had been big like all summer. Yep. And then Loving an Elevator hit right as school was coming coming back in, you know, and again, yep. I think I was a, 
either a freshman or a sophomore. I don't remember exactly when it was. I think it was it was in '88, so I guess I was a sophomore going into my sophomore year. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, dude, this is you know, yeah, I've got a lot of like that late '80s metal on, no, on here it. you know early 90s the, a little the first bit, part so. of my list is very much of that i'm trying to decompress from right classes right, right, right. and i'm trying to relax a little bit type thing fair enough what's your next one cowboy junkies sweet jane so, okay. <laughs> you're all mellow yeah and yeah that's a okay that's, that's fine yeah that's fine yeah no, that's a good you know i think we've talked about this on here before velvet underground and lou reed yeah I have tried many, many, many times to understand them the way that people talk about them that are like big fans. No, I get it, and I no, and I don't. I mean, that's the thing. I will say I like a lot of their stuff, but I don't get it the way that yeah. their fans get it. You know, to, to uh, me, they're kind of like Tom Waits, to where okay. they write some really great songs, right? But they really don't take on a life of their own until somebody else does their interpretation of that song. I get that, yeah, especially I, with Tom Waits. Don't I mean, don't get me don't wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I love Tom Waits. Love Tom, love Tom Waits. Waits. I yeah. love his versions right. of all of his songs. Right. But when somebody else grabs one of his songs and records it in their vision of it, right, it kind of takes on a different life. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. And, and, and Sweet Jane's one of Sweet those. Sweet Jane is one Cowboy of those. Junkies. Like, I do like the Lou Reed version. Yeah, of that, you know, uh, well, I guess it was Velvet Underground originally. You know, I like their version of it, but I think that the that sweet that the Cowboy Junkies version is the superior version because it, it has a whole different feel to it. Yeah, you know, it is. They slowed it way down. Yeah, they did, and it's got like a real like a melancholy to it. You yes. know, and it's like yeah, Cowboy Junkies have an, an exquisite melancholy. They do, to they them. do, they do. And uh, even their like quote unquote up tempo songs are yes. because they don't really have any real up tempo songs. I mean, like it was that, um, it's a common disaster. Was that the name of the song? That's actually the next song. Is that your next play? song? Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, I've, got, I've got those back to back on my okay. playlist. So what, because what, again, that's like one of their, quote un- up tempo songs and yeah. it's really it's like a mid tempo song <laughs> well they they also did a cover of me and the devil blues for the pump of it up soundtrack yes yes they the, did that mm-hmm. that's more of an up tempo type thing well go ahead because i'm five songs in already all right you're only on three, three yeah. yeah um good times in excess oh, and yeah. mike oh of course i didn't write his name down um yeah from the lost it's, boys it's from soundtrack. the lost boys soundtrack yeah. Uh, hold on, let me get his name um, because it, it, he he needs to be recognized along with the uh, yeah because he did all the vocals on that right Jimmy Barnes Jimmy no Barnes. they switch off on him do they um, the um, the stuff that you're hearing like you know they go the Mary Mary you're on my mind that's Michael Hutchins singing that but then when Jimmy Barnes comes in is when you're getting that real soulful oh, yeah. you know yeah 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 that yeah and so it's like they are, they are switching off vocals you know and and um but yeah that that song just it, it again heading into heading into you yep. know high school that song was huge you know and it's like all right I get this so nice yeah. all right I'm going to go ahead and, and double up on it here yeah, since go you ahead. went Here's one I'm actually going to jump away from the 80s on this and go to the late 90s. Sure. Got You Where I Want You by The Flies. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. No, and I, that one actually should probably be yes. on my playlist also. That um, famously was on the uh, Disturbing Behavior I soundtrack. Right, yeah. skipping class in college 
and going down to Hot Topic in Hickory Hollow because that was the only place there was one around. Yeah, we I know. Riding in your Jeep and listening to this. I know, I know. And it's a, that soundtrack uh, across the boards is yeah. really good. Like it's one of my not a my great f- movie. Eh, the movie's all right, but the soundtrack is the movie good. is all right, and that's the, like that's what I'll give you. It's all right. Yeah, but the soundtrack is freaking amazing uh very late 90s uh but it, it does a great job of capturing everything that it needed to yeah so all right what do you got next um since i'm four i'm well yeah go ahead because you've got a couple more than i do zeppelin which one off of zeppelin one babe i'm gonna leave you okay that's good starts out mellow picks up and absolutely kicks it towards the end you know especially considering how into zeppelin i was when i was in high school yeah I'm surprised I don't have any Zeppelin on here because well, I don't really have Zeppelin was kind of all encompassing for me for yeah. those years. So it wasn't a, Oh, this song reminds me of uh, the biggest thing that, that Zeppelin, especially the album Zeppelin four reminds me of is playing dragon warrior during the summer okay. uh, on, on the, on the NES. Like I, I used to like literally would like play that game for hours yeah. and listen to, Zeppelin 4 over and over and over and over well, again. everybody so. I knew for some reason, it was like, oh, Zeppelin 4, Zeppelin 4, Zeppelin 4. I was like, well, what else they got? And I went no, back no, and no, started no. listening to everything else. Of course, my dad's brother encouraged right, right, that right, and, right. and had encouraged it at a young age. And that Zeppelin 1 album. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. The first five Zeppelin albums are all solid albums. Yes, they are. You know, we're talking Zeppelin Houses 1, 2, Holy 3, 4, and, and Houses of the Holy is number yeah. five. When you get to physical graffiti, it's a double album. Yeah. There's a good album in there. Yeah. And then there's a lot of other stuff. When you the, get to... The live album, Song Remains yeah, the Same. It's, it's all I've, right. I've actually got uh, cassette copies of it that right. my uncle gave me. And some of it is really awesome. Yes, and some, some of, of it's like, really not. Wow, uh, you know, bad. but when you get to uh, In Through the Outdoor and yeah. uh, Presence... Yeah. It's really like that, the, especially when you get to Presence, which was the last, I think Presence was, was it Presence or anything like that? Those, both of those two albums is basically the sound of a band that's getting ready to implode on itself. Yeah. That's basically what it comes down to. And, you know, it was one of those things that once, and I think rightfully so, once John Bonham died, they yeah. called it quits. And they're like, all right, this is, we can't, if it's not all four of us, then it's not going to be any of us. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of saying this as a drummer, but I'm also not saying this as a drummer. Mm-hmm. How do you really take that band forward without, I know, you, you, that, I without know. John you can't, Bonham? You can't. Cause it's like every, every member of Led Zeppelin was perfect for Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And we have seen in the time since then, that Robert Plant solo stuff is not anywhere near as good as the stuff he did with Led Zeppelin. Jimmy Page's solo stuff is not anywhere near as good as the stuff he did with Led Zeppelin. Now, I will say... Now, I, John Paul Jones... That guy's brilliant. He's brilliant. He he did the right thing, though. He said, I'm going to go back and be a session musician and a producer. And that's well, pretty much it. So. He, he's also <laughs> done some collaboration has, stuff with some other has. people that have been, that's been really good. Right. Um, and some of Robert Plant's solo stuff i've enjoyed it's not been great but i've enjoyed i I haven't personally but that's that's just me you know it's again it's kind of one of those the some you know being greater than its parts you know you know basically you know anyway what's your your next one my next one poison by alice cooper i 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, again, we're back into uh, that, that late 80s, you know, metal stuff. You Absolutely. Know? And that's, yeah. uh, that is such a good, that that trash album is a good album. Yeah, it is. Um, from top to bottom. and but So good in concert. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I saw him open up for Motley Crue. Yeah. I finally got to see him a couple of years ago. And it was one of those things, you know, he's in his 70s now. Yeah. And he's still doing his thing, but to watch him move around the stage, he looks like he's in his 70s now. You know, it's like... Oh man, dude! You you. you know, I don't know when I saw him. I, well, he when was I saw still him, looking pretty when spry. I saw him, he 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 wasn't. I really? mean, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, now you know the thing with Alice Cooper is you don't go to see him run around the stage and all that. Oh kind no, of it's stuff, about the, exactly, the theatrics it's about all the rest and of the stuff and the, and the music. And you know, music and I'm like, that's fine. And to find out what hotshot guitar player yeah. he's discovered and he had this three time. guitar players with him when I saw. Him. Of course, Nina was with oh, him, yeah. and then I forget who the other two guys were. See, Nina wasn't with him when I saw him. She's so good. She he had somebody else and they were amazing. Yeah. So So what's your next one? Uh I went back to Zeppelin. Okay. Off of Houses of the Holy, I went with the Crunge. The Crunge. The Crunge. It's one that doesn't get a whole lot of attention. I should know this because I used to know these albums backwards and forwards. But forward. it's a great little tune. But the way it ends, has anybody seen the bridge? Oh, the bridge. Okay, okay, that song, yeah. <laughs> anybody seen that doggone bridge? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just you kind find of, the bridge. It's just kind <laughs> of a, a quirky, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I really enjoy that one. Yeah, that is a quirky little song. Um, yeah. Um. <laughs> all right, we're going to the early '90s. Yeah, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> by Meatloaf. Oh, that's a good one. Yes, 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 yes. That album was released in like oh, I would have to look it up. It was released at the in the the either at the very end or the of the summer or at the very beginning of fall. Yeah, and it just carried through, and it was like oh yeah, uh, and yes that. 1993, man. That meatloaf made a huge comeback. Yeah, he did. I mean, like from I mean from being a, basically being a punchline to being one of the biggest acts in the world at the time. You know, and so uh, you know people always made fun of meatloaf, but I've always had a small affinity. I for love meatloaf. meatloaf, dude. I love meatloaf. So I that, actually found a well loved copy of Bad Out of Hell <laughs> on vinyl. That is such a good album. Yeah, it is. From beginning, there is not a bad song on there at all. No, and um, and people make fun of the. Uh, the third album back into hell and eh, well and i actually that really wasn't his third album but it was the well, yeah yeah, the, yeah of the of those of that trilogy that trilogy i didn't like it particularly i um, liked it even bad well, into know, hell 2 john 5 helped right i know of it. even bad out of hell 2 there's a few songs on there that i'm kind of like eh, well, about yeah. but there's enough of the other stuff that i'm like oh no this is this is this is no, you know it, it, it's still it's still a very very good album. Um, Batten Hill three I didn't and what was it Welcome to the Neighborhood I wasn't really big on that one yeah, you know that was in between the two you know? I can see that uh, again there was a few, couple of songs in there that was you know that was pretty good we talked about with um, Diane Warren you know that yeah. she had written not a, well not a dry eye in the place you know and um, so uh, but yeah anyway so what do you got next off of Master of Reality. Okay. Children of the Grave. Okay. Black Sabbath. Yeah. I probably should have some Black Sabbath on here, but I don't. Uh, probably should have some Ozzy on here, but I don't. I, I've got an know. Ozzy track on here. Uh, if I were going to have an Ozzy track, it would probably be No More Tears. Okay. Um, 
I but, can see that out of you. Yeah. What that, you got next? Your favorite band in the world. Oh boy. Metallica. With Inner Sandman. And I'm, there's a reason, okay? Okay. There is a reason that this one oh, you know what? I left us I left a song off of here. I'll get it in a minute. Um Again, you, you picked a band that I liked the early stuff. I know, I know, but I'm, I'm, again, and then you picked probably my least favorite song. Nineteen ninety one. I'm heading into my senior year of high school. Yeah, I get it. And right as I'm going in, Metallica drops the Black album. You know, at the time they were one of they were like in my top three favorite bands. Yeah. You know, actually yeah. they're probably my top two favorite bands. It was them and, and Guns and Roses back and forth. You know? Yeah. And it was just one of those like, oh wow, I'm getting, I'm almost out of high school. I'm like going into my senior year. My favorite band drops drops an album, and I really like it, you know. And you know, over the years, I've kind of I've softened on how much I like that album. I think there are better, there's better songs on there, but that song in particular, because that was the first single, and it was everywhere, and yeah, they blew up like you would not believe after almost a decade and you know everybody loved it i know video. i know oh i know and it was it was the whole those of us who'd been with them for a long time yeah. it was kind of a well, now everybody's listening to my band this sucks you know <laughs> but it, yeah <laughs> but at the same time it was also kind of cool to see like quote unquote my band take over the world you know and it was like yeah okay that's cool my, you know it's, it, i was actually excited to see it drop mm-hmm. and then that was the first single off of it and i was like well that's not Great. Yeah. What's the next one? Oh well, that that's that's not any better. What's the next one? <laughs> oh come on, the second single on there or the second uh, song on the album is um, uh, I said sad sec- but true. I said the second single. That oh, they the second single was um, was it Unforgiven? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was under Unforgiven, yeah. and then I think nothing else matters was the next single. And then it was yeah, and I was like, it, it, it oh, no, 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 no. It was, it was, it was unforgiven, and then it was sad but true. Then it was nothing else matters, and then it was um, um, wherever I may roam was the next yeah, one. And so. It just it wasn't getting better for me, and it wasn't getting better. And I finally went and bought it, mm-hmm. and there was only like three songs off that entire album I really liked. I can't remember if I kept it or if I took it to CD Warehouse. You've, and you've sold always it been a grumpy not. old man, so it's. <laughs> You're not, you're not you're not you're not you're not arguing with me. So it's, what's okay. your next one? <laughs> oh, see, we sat here and talked about this. My tablet went to sleep. Just it's funny you're operating on a tablet today, and I've got all mine written down on paper. We like switch sides. <laughs> I went with Alice Cooper. Which one? I'm 18. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's that's a that's a windows down, sun starting to go down, crank that up type of song yeah that is a <laughs> i like that early alice Cooper early stuff. alice you go back and listen to that like you know i'm 18 or school's out billion or dollar babies. billion dollar babies yeah. or under my wheels yep. or, or any of that early elected you know any of that type stuff yep um i know we're mr nice guy yep it was really before he. I mean, he was still outwardly. Welcome to my nightmare was kind of when he really started embracing the 
the spookier, the, you know, everything. The, 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 it was always the terror there. rock. Right. The, it was the, the, yeah, the horror sh- rock. Right. The, yeah. yeah, the horror rock. There was always elements of stuff that was there. Yeah. But it, was, it wasn't until he'd been around for a little bit that they really like, well, leaned into it. And it's funny to go back again well, and listen realized, to all of that stuff. He realized that the kids were loving the horror theme stuff. Right. And he was like, okay, time to throw right. a shoulder in this. And the, the thing with it is that you listen to that. All those songs that I mentioned there have a very distinct classic rock feel to them. Yeah, they you do. Know? I mean, like... Okay, that, that, yeah, that this plays great next to you know Zeppelin or Leonard Skinner or whatever you know type yep. stuff. But then, like what I said with Poison was like when you get into the '80s, he started really embracing more of the metal, yeah, you know, ethos. It wasn't hard rock anymore; it was more into the metal stuff, and yep. it changed, you know. And he's kind of stuck with that ever since, you know. And it's it's, it's kind of cool. I enjoy it, but it, there is a big difference between his early stuff and then what came later. Well, so. I mean, he he knew how he he could see where the trends were going. And he went that direction, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he realized all the horror stuff was going over into the metal. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's where he hung his hat. Yep. Thank yep. you. Thank you, Alice. Yes, no joke. no joke. All right, my next one. Yep. Billy Idol's cover of Money Money. That's a good one. Yeah. Yes. That's a good one. Yes. Again, reminds me of going back to high school. You know, I mean, it just, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I was really, when I was putting this thing together, like how many of these songs reminded me of like, yeah, going back to school. high school, you know, because that just, that was totally, you know, I had a ba- uh, radio in the bathroom when mm-hmm. I was getting ready. Oh for yeah, class. same here. Yeah. You know, it was always on right. three KDF, right? And inevitably, that one would come on. Oh, yeah, and it would shortly be followed up by uh, Billy Squire, The Stroke. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. All right, what's your next one? Uh, more Alice Cooper. Okay, Feed My Frankenstein. That's a good one too. Yeah, that was on the. Um, the album After Trash. Um, hey, Stupid. Is I that what it was? So, I think, yeah, it was, I think the name of the album was Hey, Stupid. Um, I think you might be right. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I, I know that Hey, Stupid and Feed My Frankenstein were on the same album, but I can't remember if the name of the album was Hey, Stupid or or I want to. I want to say that it was. I think you're I guess right. we could look it up, but I'm not going to. I'm lazy. So. <laughs> I don't feel like it. What's your next one? Um. All right. I'm going to skip ahead for one here because everything past after this song is all 90s. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, Wild Side by Motley Crue. That's a good one. Yes. <laughs> Again, because that Girls, Girls, Girls album came out in the summer of 87. Girls, Girls, Girls was yeah. the first single. And then right as school was coming, like as I think we were back in school about a month or so when they dropped that video for Wild Side. And it was like, oh, this is so awesome. <laughs> um. Wild Side was one of the songs that I first learned how to play uh, on drums. Drum yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, it was that, easy enough. It was getting the stick twirls. I could have, I could have put Doctor Feelgood on there also, but I thought yeah. that Wild Side was a better, a better representation. Yeah. You know, so what do you got next? Uh, White Zombie. Which one? Blood Milk and Sky. I love that song. I love. I used to play that song all the time on my radio show. I love that yeah, song. I did too. Um, Which is a, it's probably my favorite White Zombie song. And it's you know it's sad that White Zombie only put out two albums. I know they had a third one that was pre you know yeah. Los Exorcisto, but it was an indie release and it's real hard to come by. Yeah, like real hard. But they really only put out two albums. Two albums and both, and both albums of them are great, amazing. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm I'm more of a white zombie I fan am too. than I am a Rob Zombie I am fan, too. And, and I love Rob Zombie. I do too, but but I yes, I, I would love. And that's another one of those I've never understood why he hasn't put the band back together for some for a tour. Oh, you know? I know. I mean, because there doesn't seem to be any real animosity between because you know John Tempesta played with him for a number yeah. of years after he went solo. Yep. You know, it was just getting you know Jay Younger and uh, Sean Isselt were the only two that like went away yeah and i really liked uh sean had a, a band called uh famous, famous monsters, monsters that, that they only put out one album and you can't find it anywhere it's I, out of print I, I actually own it you do and uh, i saw them play at i the did end. too yeah I, did, yeah, I, yeah I know and they, they were great and i was like dude i want to see, i want to hear more of this and in fact i think she sat down at the bar next to us and like have. talked to us yeah. at one point but yeah that that uh i i just i've never quite understood that yeah I don't. I don't know with the whole because there hasn't been a. No one's come out and and done an interview about like oh Rob Zombie's a giant asshole or anything. Well, there have been people who've done that, but not people he played <laughs> with. You know, um, you know. So it's kind of one of those like what's yeah. going on here. You know. So anyway, well, you talking about your radio show. The next few I've got are very much right from when I was doing college radio. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of them. Okay. What you got next? This is completely out of left field. I'm sure. Billy Joel's River of Dreams. Okay. Again, was released at the very end of the summer, 1993. I was in college. It's my second semester in college. Sure. And I, I very much remember this song being all over the place. And I was working at um, El Chico at the time. And I remember it was one of the songs that used to play over, you know, like uh, the music that they had, they piped in. It was one of yeah. the songs that we could hear like every night, over you know, a couple over of times, and you know. Over yeah. And, over. and I just, I, you know, Billy Joel, that's the last album he released was in 1993. Really? Yes. And that doesn't seem right, but I'm sure you're right. It is right. I mean, now he, they have, he's released a couple of compilations, you know, like, you know, best, your great best of volume I three think and a, a few like kind of stuff. Yeah. But as far as studio albums, this was the last studio album that he released. Hmm. Now, um, you know, he has released at least one single since then, which was uh, To Make You Feel My Love, which was actually on his Best of Volume 3 or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, of course, Garth Brooks covered it and made it even bigger than what he did. <laughs> it's funny. Billy Joel would write a song, and then Garth Brooks would cover it and make it huge, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, well, um, I mean, Billy's not really looking uh, great. Well, well, these days, you know. It's a, there's there's like one picture out there where it's him behind a harmonica, and he looks yeah, like, like Anakin know, Skywalker know, without the Darth Vader helmet on. It, it's, uh, well, it happens to all of us as we age, you know. It's a... Um, but it's it's just one of those talking things. about. It. I'm just getting better. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in that David Cronenberg, the Fly kind of way. <laughs> oh, not nice, not nice uh, at all. But yeah, Billy Joel hasn't released a, a a studio album in twenty, almost thirty years now. Wow, if you imagine that. And what's funny is the very last song. That was on the album was called uh, um, I think it was called Last Words, and like the chorus is these are the last words I'll ever say or something like that, yeah. and that was the last thing that he it, put out. That was he <laughs> dropped the mic and walked kind of a little stage, bit, yeah. you know. So anyway, what what do you got next? <laughs> Prong, snap your fingers, snap okay. your neck. Prong, okay. Just good heavy groove. Prong, based. yes, prong is kind of one of those and I hate to say it they were kind of one of those 
also rans like in that yeah lat- it was kind of them and corrosion of conformity yes who yes. i also I, yeah yeah you know and it's like they 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 had an audience yeah but they never rose above that audience you know it was yeah. like they 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 yeah I, i've seen prong and corrosion of conformity open for multiple bands yep. of like they just oh yeah hey they it's were them a good again. band they yeah. were a good solid working band yes. they just could yes. just never get and past i do know that that level after after glenn danzig kind of disformed or disbanded that original danzig lineup yeah. that the guitar player from prong joined danzig for yeah. a couple of albums um but it's still not the same as john christ because that that original danzig like the, that that oh, original yeah. lineup you oh, had yeah. chuck biscuits and um uh, Erie vaughn and yep. and john christ that was a major band <laughs> oh, <laughs> of yeah. like wow this, these are heavy hitters you know so uh Man. i think it's funny that like Every couple of years, for or I guess maybe not every couple, but every about five years or so, there's like a report that resurfaces that Chuck Biscuits died. Yeah, and then he's always like, "Nope, still here, <laughs> Just- still around, <laughs> still doing my thing." Uh, so <laughs> what you got next? Uh, I that was mine. Oh no, 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 you said prong. I okay. said prong, and then it, it went over into dancing and Candlebox far behind. I have a love hate relationship. relationship I know, with I, know, I know. The stuff that I love by Candlebox, I love. Yeah. The stuff that I dislike by by Candlebox, I really dislike. <laughs> well, there's there's also a relationship. I know, or, or not a relationship story. Oh, I know. Yeah, that. you've told that story before. Have so. I, have I yeah, told that yeah, on here about? Yeah. Yeah, about the girl taking going to the show with you just to go to the show. <laughs> one one yeah. tickets to go see it at three twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Even bought her the t shirt. It's like, oh no, we're gonna be friends. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, all right. What's your next one? Sepultura. Which song? Take a guess. Sepultura. Sepultura. I'll tell you, it's off the Roots album. Is it Roots? Bloody Roots. Nope. Um. Radamahatta. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because this is one of two songs that was in heavy ro- rotation during my show because... Well, it was actually, the last album that Max was on also. It was the last album yeah. that Max was on before that he went and put together Soulfly, Soul yeah. which the next semester ended up being a heavy rotation mm-hmm. album mm-hmm. for the metal show. Yep. And I actually... We didn't get a whole lot of listeners, but I had people that would actually call in and request this one. Yeah. I used to play Roots Bloody Roots on mine oh, quite a I bit. Did too, I yeah. love that album, Rep Roots album is so good. If you haven't listened, I mean Sepultura, yeah, they're a metal band, but they're from Brazil. Yes, they are. And so they really like leaned into like a lot of that Brazilian, like the the drum the drums the and everything. Tribal oh stuff. man, yeah, it's, it's such a good album. And heavy. Yes. So Dude, heavy. I saw them in I saw them um that year Ozzy came to town. And it was basically it wasn't Ozfest yet, yet. But it basically was Ozfest. Well, here's the thing, and, and, and I can and, prove it. And you were talking about the bringing in the Brazilian drumming and the Indian drumming and all that. Radamahata totally leans into that. I mean, it starts with that and it ends with that. I get, I've got, the, and I will put this up on. I will put this up on our Instagram because I, I've said this for years and people are like, I, you're, no, the first OzFest was in 97. No, the first OzFest was in 96. Here is the flyer 
from where they played at Starwood. Yep. It says the Ozfest. Ozzy Osbourne with very special guest Danzig, uh, special guest Sepultura, and Biohazard. Yep. And I had tickets for this, um, and I went to, and they did, and it was it was so cool is that they had the drums set up on the stage and they all yep. played. Everybody played. So yep. it was one of those things that, like, you know, in some of that stuff where they had the breakdowns, everybody's up there drumming, and it was so freaking awesome. Oh yeah. And uh, but yeah, that 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 was a, and then that was a solid lineup too. Ozzy, Danzig, Sepultura, and, and Biohazard. Biohazard. Yeah. And it was just like, dude, these guys, this was, that was a good show. So, all right. What do you got next? There's another one that's a little off, maybe. Not really. I, I got a couple of more with, mellow songs with, here. With you, it's always a little yeah. off. Show a crow if it makes you happy. I can see that out yeah. of you. Yeah. That song, I'm not a huge Sheryl Crow fan, but I love that song. Yeah. And again, it reminds me of the fall of 96. It was 25 years ago now, which I can't believe yeah. that. Uh, I always get his going back to college. Like I had taken some time off because my grades were in the crapper. <laughs> and, were and your grades ever not in the crapper? Yeah. Well, it depends. It depends on the semester. Um, and how much we were skipping class. And how much, I would, how much time I was spending at uh, uh, El Rey Azteca. <laughs> I usually had a lot to do with it. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention the place, but since you did. I will. The, the, yeah, the thing is, is that, yes, that was back in my, you know, being young and in my drinking days, but they also had really good food. It wasn't just the, the margaritas that drew me up there. Um, no, the food was excellent. The food was excellent, and they're still and, open. And the fact that they used to do karaoke. No, that was... Um, was that not El Rey? No. Uh, you're thinking of... Um, it was a Mexican restaurant. Uh, yeah. Um, I thought that was El Rey. No. Um, uh, I can't believe I can't remember the name of that All place. Right, let it go. Uh, but yeah, no, it, no. El Rey was the one that wasn't that wasn't right there and right off the town square. It was the one that if you kept going at twenty five oh, out towards the out towards yeah. the hospital, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like You're talking about Loco Lupe's was the name oh, of the place. Yes. That was the one. Yeah, no, yeah, they yeah, yeah. they did karaoke and we all wound up there at Eventually. night usually. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, but yeah, if it makes you happy, that just. Again, fall of '96. It reminds me, and I have so many memories around that yeah. that particular semester, um, especially about she who will not be named. <laughs> 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 I I have I have enough times in my life said the name, and all of a sudden she appears out of a, a cloud of smoke, and it's like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. Don't do so that. So what's your next one? Uh, it's off that first Seven Dust album. Okay. Black. Okay. You don't remember it, do you? I know at one point I had the first Seven Dust album, but I cannot pull... I remember when this CD showed up at the radio station, mm -hmm. the their record company had actually sent it as a promo piece. They were on Roadrunner. And back, yeah. Roadrunner used to send a Road lot of Runner, stuff. Dude. Roadrunner and um, there was another one. That had like, um, oh, I can't remember. But the guys from, because at this point I was an assistant music director for the met rock and metal um, shows. Mm -hmm. And Roadrunner, the guys from Roadrunner would actually call the station. Occasionally I would be in the station yeah. and be like, hey, can we talk to your music director? And Roadrunner, they would hand me the phone. For the Roadrunner records was out of New York. Yeah. And they really, in the mid-90s, 
when everything was going grunge, they really doubled down on metal. Yes, they did. And and promoted hard and promoted hard at the college station. And they went from they ran until no pun intended. Uh, I, I don't know if they're still around or not, but they had like a really good run because the thing is they had like typo negative and they yep. had several, no sepultura wasn't on Roadrunner, but, um, um, uh, crap. No, I can't, can't pull all the, they had a ton of, of, a ton of bands that were on there that were like name. Oh, uh, system of down got their start on Roadrunner. Yes. You know, they eventually moved to, you know, somebody, but it was one of those things where like they, they had a bunch. Yeah. Of uh, uh, Machine Head was on Roadrunner. Oh, that's and, right. Um, yep. yep. Um, uh, um, um, not Fear. Uh, Fear Factory was on Roadrunner, and so was Cold Chamber. And yep. I mean, it's one of those things that you just like start going down the line of like who and, all they had in, in the mid because, to late '90s. It was like whoa. And because they took the time to actually call the station mm-hmm. and talk to the guy who was actually helping program the rock and metal shows, uh, they got a lot of airplay yes. out of me. Yeah. So. Oh man! Since you said since since you said that we went in the Road Runner, yeah, I've got uh, a typo negative song. Nice. I figured you would. I, yeah, I've got um, I've got um, Love You to Death. Yeah, on here again. That ninety six that I, album. I love that album to this day. I so. actually looked at doing some typo, yeah. but I figured you would probably have two or three songs. I only just have the one song, but that one was definitely a. Oh yeah, because I mean, it, it very much. The name of the album was October Rust that it was on, yeah. so that tells you everything you need to know about this. I mean, it was that very, that very, like that slow prodding goth metal, you know. Type. Of course, oh, Peter yeah. Steele with that real deep voice, you know, and R.I.P. And uh, you know, just they uh, they were so good. I've seen them in concert a couple times, and they yeah. were just so good. Unfortunately, I missed those shows. Oh man, I, I saw them open for Pantera once, and then I saw them play 328 as a headliner and they were just great both times so yeah what's your next one well because i used to open my show with this song from mm-hmm. time to time is do you remember rock and roll radio oh yeah the from the ramones yes it's a good one that's yep. a good one i don't have any ramones on here i know that's kind of odd for me but i just they don't pet cemetery might get well, me that but since you mentioned that yeah, one, that's uh, actually the next song next on song my there list, a double shot of uh, ramones yeah. yeah pet cemetery is such a good song so um yeah you can never go wrong with the double shot of the ramones no man. absolutely just, not that's, that's the stuff man um my next one i have sarah mclaughlin's building a mystery okay that has a very fall feel to it that that whole you know that that album came out I looked it up because it was released in like August. I think it was like in August of, of 97, you know, okay. which is really weird because like the first Lilith Fair took place in 97, which means that she put all that together before releasing the album. Sounds to me like she put it together to release it. It could be that also, yeah. Giant marketing that boy. that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if that. It's a really smart idea. It huh? very much is. So. Um, but yeah, that uh, that song just I still I still love that the that surfacing album is still it, it still makes a rotation. Yeah, in my stuff. And, uh, I have a I have a a complicated relationship with Sarah McLaughlin. Of, well, first off, she doesn't know you, so well, you should be stalking her yeah. like that. <laughs> I, I, all right, let me rephrase that. I have a complicated <laughs> relationship with Sarah McLaughlin's music. Let's put it that way. There you go. Because I like a good chunk of her music. Okay. 
a good chunk of that music though got extremely overplayed in the late 90s yeah a lot of the stuff off of surfacing you know like if i never hear arms of the angel ever again that okay yeah if i see one more <laughs> those aspca commercials yeah. i know it's <laughs> with all the dogs that are beaten looking up sad i know i know looking it's sad like <laughs> it's gotten to the point to where me and the wife are sitting here watching tv and it comes on and she's like turn it turn it she's covering her I know, eyes going I'm like i'm like turn it i'm turning it that's like yeah um uh, <laughs> I love that meme that went around a we few years ago. We don't need another dog in our house. Thank you very much. About what was that meme? Is it's like every once in a while I make my dog I make my dogs watch the Sarah McLaughlin oh, commercial no. so they know how good they have it. You know, it's like oh no, <laughs> that that sounds like something you would do, you twisted individual. Um, but then the stuff that she did on um, oh, what was the name of that album that came out after that? Um, and it was like. If you go back and look and listen to her like fumbling towards ecstasy album, uh, no, I, I yeah, I've got a good bit of that. And yeah. then you move into surfacing, and there's a change between the two. Yeah, not not for the better for me. Um, but there's a change. It's, it's one of those things where like you know she's exploring yeah. other stuff. Okay, then you get into what was the name of that album? And it was like years later, like literally. I mean, it was like in the mid two thousands when she released it. it was, I mean, it was like a yeah. big gap in there. Yeah, sure. And it was like, oh, you're just decided this is where you're going to settle in yeah. and you're not going to do anything different well, ever again. She found where the money was at. And then, you know, they, they put Lilith Fair back together after that and was going to yeah. go back out on it. And like, I think it, it wound up canceling like half the tour dates or something. And then they wound and ultimately wound up, can, they wound up canceling the entire tour Yeah, because the ticket sales were so bad. And, it's like wow, the times have changed, and yeah. you know, so it's, it's weird how that happened. You, you didn't know? keep up. Well, it's funny because Oz Festival goes out every year, and you know, it's like, <laughs> well, that's because metal fans are the best fans know, on the face awesome. of the planet. Anyway, what do you got next? Well, um, it wasn't until I'm, you know, I moved in the middle of my high school career, mm-hmm. and when I moved in, there was this one dude that I sat next to in art class. And we talked music and all that. And he mentioned this band. I was like, I've never heard of them. And he goes, what? And the next day he came in with a cassette tape that he had recorded from one of his albums. Mm -hmm. And it was Earth AD. Uh, Misfits. Yes. That's where I got my introduction to the Misfits. So on this one, I've got Die Die My Darling. Nice. It's funny how like you're doing all this punk stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all the metal stuff over here. It's like, <laughs> I've got some metal on here. Too. I know, I know, I know. But it's just like <laughs> that. That's that's actually really funny, especially if you know Dave and I, because it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's usually the other way. It around. really is. Dave's the metal guy, and I'm the punk guy, and it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, Miss Misfits. But Earth that's, AD was my introduction to the Misfits. I remember. And what's funny is he was mainly a hip hop guy. Oh, really? That, that drove a customized lowrider VW Bug. Nice. Which was kind of interesting. I knew about the Misfits because of Metallica, because you know they had covered Last Caress yeah. on uh, the Garage Days Revisited album, and then I also knew about. And yes, it was called Sam Hain. I know it's pronounced Sawin, but they actually called the band Sam yeah. Hain, uh, which was Glenn Danzig's post Misfits band. Yep. And then, and then of course, when the that first Danzig album was released, you know, yeah, um, which was released a lot, a lot earlier than most people remember, because the thing with 
um, Mother, that album had been out for, well, let's see. Uh, Danzig One came out, what, 90? I think it was. That sounds correct. And then I know that Danzig 2 came out while I was still in high school. And Danzig 3, How the Gods Kill, was released while I was in college. Yes. And it was after that album came out that they released Thrall Demon Sweat Live. And they re-released the song Mother uh, as a single, and it blew up. Yeah. And it was like, oh, wow, that's uh, okay. Well, no, uh, and, um, no, 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 wait a minute. Because Mother was on Danzig 1. Yeah. And That's was, what I'm saying. And it was a single, and it was fairly big back then. It, but, but they I re-released re- it in the yeah. in 94, or, or is it 93 no, or 94, it was, it, and then it was just like... It had to have been 93, yeah, because... Because it, it was when Thrall, Demon Sweat Live, was released. Because at the, when I was in high school, there was a talent show where there was a guy who came out... And sang it, yeah. No, didn't sing it. He came out and played the drums to it, and then after the song ended, went into like a big, huge drum solo. Okay, after nice. It, so, but but yeah, again, that's one of those things that 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 yeah. song to become what it is now took several years for it to build. Yeah. Um, but I remember I said I'll have to say this: getting that Misfits collection CD. You know that that first one, you know, with the, yeah. the Crimson, the Green, with the Crimson Ghost. You know that everybody had. Um, and listening to it for the first time and just being like, what is this? <laughs> you yeah. know, like, whoa. I've never really been in... I, at that point, I had gotten into the... I was in the, into the Ramones by that point. Yeah. But I wasn't really into a lot of other punk music. And that was like, is there more of this out there? You know? Because it was, it was now, fast, it outside was loud. Of, outside of some skate punk. It was raw. I was just say, outside of some skate punk. You know, like I remember listening to like you know the Dirty Rotten Imbeciles and Circle Jerks and um, you know some stuff like that Dead back Kennedys, Dead Kennedys yeah. you know, but it was one of those things that like that that I hate to even say that the Misfits were first wave punk they because they weren't you know that they they weren't no. you know they they weren't in that Ramon Sex Pistols Clash you know go down the line of you know type yeah. stuff but they were they were at least in that second wave of you know especially the new york punk stuff you yeah. know and so that was discovering that later was just like i want to hear more no, <laughs> and I it was all done at that I point so totally all right now that. now that we've gone off on that one for a while is it my turn again yes it's your turn again nick cave and the bad that, seeds yes, red right absolutely. hand <laughs> absolutely uh, most people discovered this song because of Scream. Scream, yes. I knew about this song prior to that. Oh, we both did. <laughs> yeah. We both did. I knew about Nick Cave for a little while prior to that. Uh, it because was always it's sounded such one of those a like dark, evil oh, sounding song. It is. Well, all of his stuff is just he's just such a weird his song what a he, songwriter! Oh too. God, I know, and, and and what a weirdo! <laughs> and I say that in the best possible way, I mean, you know. We're just, all I know, weirdos. and uh, I I just wow, but yeah, that that song it does again. It just it has especially with that theremin, you know, and yeah, everything. You know, it definitely absolutely. has that. Okay, okay. So what do you got next? More misfits. Okay, dig up her bones. Okay, I know that's one of your I favorites. I love so. that song from and the that's, misfits. Later misfits. Yes. That's not Glenn Danzig that, misfits. That's that's, uh, um, that's Doyle. His, yeah, yeah. That's Doyle misfits, uh, which is fine. I mean, I, I like a lot of the Doyle stuff as well. I, so I like and, both. Yeah, I, I, the Danzig Danzig stuff is really really good. Mm-hmm. The the Coil stuff is really really yeah, good. Doyle, it, it's more it's more melodic. It, yeah, yeah. They, Where, they whereas definitely. whereas 
the dancing stuff is very much street punk. Some of it, the, but then you get songs like Skulls, which is very much a pop yeah. song. You know, it's like, uh, you know. But with um, Coil, you get you get more of the melodic, more musical right, yeah. side of the Misfits. Yeah, Doyle definitely brought a different... He did... He, he placed his... I mar- say Coil on yeah, Doyle. Yeah, it's yeah. Doyle. I, I know what you mean. It's one of those things with, with Doyle that, like, he... When he joined the band... He gave them longe- longevity. Yeah. It really was. It's one of those things where like, okay, this is where we're jumping on. We're just going to go from here. And he's been with the band for 30 years, years now. Yeah. I know. So, uh, okay. My next one. I have two left. How many do you have left? I have two left. All right. This has worked out somehow. Holes cover of Gold Dust Woman. <sighs> I know you love yourself some hole. I do love me some hole. No pun intended. Uh, that, that came out really dirty. <laughs> That's totally not where I was going with that, but no I do, surprise, he took it the wrong I way. I really do love the band hole. Uh, I love Courtney Love. Um, yeah. um, I, What's your original drummer's name? Uh, I can't think of her name. Um, not Samantha. No, Samantha was the second one. Um Samantha Mahoney's the one that took her place. It was that, that's uh, what I'm thinking about because she also played with Motley Crue. Yeah, that right? was yeah, yeah. She's not the original. She came on when Celebrity Skin was right. released. The original drummer. Oh man! Well, the only reason I can't remember it because there is a great documentary about her called Hit So Hard. That's just about her. But of course, yeah. it covers a lot of the whole stuff as well. well but oh, the dude. only reason I mention it is because I saw her. Uh, in a documentary that's on Netflix here recently called Count Me In that's okay. about drummers and playing drums. Oh, and nice. She's one of them that gets interviewed. Yeah, no, and she was great drummer. Which, if you haven't seen... You know, I'll have if, to check that out. If you've got Netflix... Out. At, yeah, in, well, Hit So Hard used to be on Netflix. That's where I saw it, and, yeah. and, and it's really good. Well, um, Count Me In is okay. on Netflix, and it's about drummers and kind of, okay. you know... Yeah, other people about, that about hang out with musicians. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's it. You're, I'm just going to turn him off. There's no. You really think that's going to be heard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess it's my time. What was it you said whenever I talked? You you said that I was banned from speaking at your funeral. Yes. <laughs> I was like, you really think you're going to keep me from talking yes, at your funeral? Because I've already been talking about people and the guest list and all of that. And if you show up, there's on strict orders to have you escorted yeah, out. Well. <laughs> I can't have you telling those stories. Oh man. Um, and actually um, my next song, because the, the note, Oh, what I was going to say with the gold dust woman, though, yeah, that was on sorry, the crow ahead. city of angels soundtrack, yes. which was released at the very end of the summer. And that soundtrack is another great, soundtrack yeah it is and um and well, that the fact just, that iggy pops in the movie yeah i know yeah. and on the soundtrack yeah you know, and 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 the deftones are on there yes. uh, white zombie um I'm trying to think who else oh gosh who else there's a bunch of uh ah, i have to go back and look again but it's, it's a really great soundtrack so yeah okay so what do you got so dicker per bones i don't know what the what note it is mm-hmm. but every time it ends it immediately goes oh that sounds like Snake Driver from Jesus and Mary Chain from the Crow soundtrack. Okay. So that's my next one. Is, there you go. Is Snake Driver. That's a good one. Oh, dude, I probably should have had something off of that soundtrack. Oh, you know which one I didn't put on here that should be? What's up? We'll, we'll come back to it. No, what yeah, is, no we're what, talking about the Crow soundtrack. So what, what, what do you uh, get? Big Empty. That's a good one. That, I mean, that... 
that that is kind of like the song that's associated with the crow yeah. you know, with the movie but again it has that you know, especially with that slide guitar and everything yeah. it does have that real like Which, okay you I, know. that's not my favorite song off that soundtrack no, no I love, no, no, I love no. that song from The Cure the uh, I, I like the song from um, was it Time Baby 3 well the the um, what's her name um, oh, it can't rain all the time oh the uh, closing song I can't what think is of her, her name, name? Jill, uh, it's not Cybill. Uh, no, uh, something like that. It's it starts with an S. I can't think of it off the top oh, of my I head. I got it here. Um, at least I think I do. Uh, but yeah, that that soundtrack again. Both of it, <laughs> that first Crow movie is great. The soundtrack is great. The second Crow movie is awful, but the soundtrack is great. <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. <laughs> All right, my my last one. Yeah. Again, saying in the nineties, like all these these last ones are in the nineties, but this was actually like a high school thing. Okay. We Die Young by Allison Chains. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Scary is on the wall. Yeah, I mean yeah. It just it's just got like that, you know. Um, you know, that was the second single after um Man in the Box, which was like really big throughout the summer. And then again, yeah. I remember We Die Young being released and like, oh yeah, this is awesome, you know. These guys are weird. <laughs> now, I remember, yeah, they are. I remember that the whole thing with, with Alice in Chains whenever Facelift was released being like, I like these guys. They kind of scare me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're not the usual metal that I listen to that I'm used to. They have something different going on here that <laughs> I like the serious I know and it was it was very much a yeah, it had a sinister feel it to did it. especially yeah. that first that first album you know um and of course you know they kind of mellowed a little bit you know with but dirt is a great album oh yes yeah. I'm sorry the them bones I remember that being the first single release and it was just like oh wow you know? yeah absolutely and um and then you know damn that river and everything else that's on there but yeah that yeah. that facelift album I just remember it being like, yeah, it belongs here next to all this other music that I listen to, but it's not like all this other music That's that why I listen it stood to. Out like yeah, it did. I know, and uh, and uh, especially that that video for Man in the Box, it was like, yeah. okay, these guys are definitely different. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, We Die Young by. Uh, by uh, Allison Chains, it's a that's a good one. I'm sure if we kept talking, I could think I've, of a whole bunch more. I've got one more. Okay, well, yeah, um, it's actually my number twenty. But okay, people kind of look at me funny when I say this, but this is probably my favorite song from Ozzy from the solo stuff that he did, okay. and it's off of Ultimate Sin. Okay, shot, shot in, in the dark. dark. That's a good song. That is a I good song. I love that song. It's different because it's it's really synth heavy. Like really synth heavy, which is not something that Ozzy did a lot, you know. And yeah. that whole Ultimate Sin album is kind of synth heavy. Again, it was that late eighties. That the, the the same thing with Poison by Alice Cooper. Yeah, a lot of synthesizers on that. Well, it's and, it's it's not even so much that it's because it is fairly melodic, mm-hmm, very and, melodic, and it's it's got a completely different feel from mm-hmm. everything he's ever done. And this is like the ultimate. For me, this is like the one in the morning cruising around streets are fairly empty you know, type song. It, it's one of those songs that, and and 
Ozzy has always had incredible guitar players with him. And I think, was Zach with him at this point, or was he still, was it still Jakey Lee? I don't remember. Whoever it was, it's it's still an, the guitar solo in the song is odd for an Ozzy song because it's melodic. Yeah. There's not a lot of, there's not any, there's not any shredding on it. You know, or, I mean, it's just like, no, they, they kind of like really got in the groove on this with yeah, the solo. Did. And it's like, okay, this is, yeah, it, it is. It's, it's definitely different, but it's it, a great it, song. It though. stands out yeah. from the rest of the album. Yeah, it does. It stands out from all of Ozzy's stuff. Yeah. It really does. Because it, um, it, it is, it's a little poppier than anything that he did before or since. Yeah. So that's and, a good one. And he's, he, he's actually kind of singing and mm-hmm. it's kind of earnest a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I got you. All right, well, cool. Well, that's, uh, that is our uh, list of fall songs. And um, we will definitely. It's a very strange. It list. is a strange. It is a strange. Well, eh, not really. It is what it is. And I mean, it's a, you and I have different. We have similar <laughs> tastes in music, but we also have different tastes in music. Yeah, you know, we do. It's a. Um, and it's funny because I don't have any concrete blonde on here, which I could which have. I was yeah, shocked. I know. I mean, I was absolutely very shocked. easily could have put Joey or or uh, you know the vampire song or anything off of Bloodletting. Honestly, you know, yeah. it's a. Um, or he lit the, up the off fact, of Mexican Moon would also would have been a good one. The but, fact that I had zero Marilyn Manson on this list. You know, I almost put Manson on here. I almost put Tool on here. You know, because Enema came out like right there, yeah. you know, in 96, like right before the fall of the year. And um, it's, um, there are always, we could put a lot of stuff on these lists, you Absolutely. know. Uh, but we will have, uh, I will put um, a playlist for both mine and Dave's uh, up here on YouTube. So you can go and watch the music videos or just listen to the songs or whatever, because that's what I always do. <laughs> Yes, and do. Uh, so yeah, um, but yeah, thank you for uh, tuning in for this episode of the Project Gen X podcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and on Discord and on Facebook. And I'm not, I'm not going to delete the Facebook page. Well, there at you this go. Point because we've actually picked up a couple of people. We on picked there. up some folks, and there's I finally got the 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 Instagram page or, or not the Instagram page, but the um, our website linked up. Nice. The Facebook. So now that it, well, whenever, so it automatically posts the, the new episodes over nice. there now. So, well, I've also gone over and listed the Discord server on Facebook and the Instagram on Facebook. And, and you can get all of that stuff also in the show notes yes, on this if you're absolutely. listening. Um, I have something, it, honestly, it'll probably wind up being me and Dave doing it anyway, but I definitely have some another something in the pipelines right now that I'm working on. You know, oh. like, yeah, you know, the. Have you met my friend? Oh uh, yeah, uh, a new podcast that will be on. And yes, we are going to have a network when all this is said and done because we're working <laughs> on a couple of things. But I've actually got a couple of episodes, okay, recorded for this. Uh, and I, I'm, looks gotcha. like I got a couple more. Maybe you know, it's probably not going to be a weekly thing. It might be like a monthly, you know, or something like depending on how many how many people I can get in here. Sure. Um, but that will be dropping soon. Come over and produce a little. Yeah, I'll probably. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. I can do it, but Dave has played music with me enough to know that I am very much the, what does this do? I don't know. Here, just turn it up. Okay, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I got this new amp. No, I'm not going to mess with it. I'm just going to plug in and go. Let's go. (laughs) 
and then I'll spend three or four hours getting the thing to sound just the way it should. No, the way he thinks it should. And, <laughs> and then I I'll come, come in and be like, no, 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 And no, he's, no. he's turned on everything up to 10. I just, I just kind of like take my hand and like run it along the knobs and like wherever they end, that's where it is. <laughs> and I go, where did all the tone go? Why is the tone all gone? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, be looking for that. I will definitely, we will definitely put a, um, um, a preview up here. Not the entire episode, but a preview of, of that whenever we, it does drop. We'll be looking forward to it in the next little bit. And um, Oktoberfest is coming. Oktoberfest is right around the corner. And we are officially in the spooky season. We have most of our episodes planned planned we still have a couple of them that we're what are we going to do here i don't know um we are it looks like we might have a guest to come and sit down with us for a couple episodes so uh, at least an episode um and that should be interesting so we've got some stuff planned for the next month two months basically i have an idea for a second guest okay that's fine yeah i have no problem with that so man it's it's one of your folks one of my folks. Yeah, one of your folks. Okay, we'll talk about it then. So, <laughs> so guys, thank you. Oh, I bet I know who you're talking about. <laughs> now that I think about it, like, okay. We can do a combo show. I would love to do that. No, I'm sure that... Uh, Hey, I'm sure he'd be down for it. Uh, anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, indulging us and us like kind of rambling about music because it's what we do. Uh, from <laughs> we try not to throw too many music episodes on you at once, but the next episode is going to be a music episode. Also, <laughs> just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is because we kind of like hey, I, or I, I guess it was me. I was like, hey, we should do this. Hey, you know, I also have this other one that we ought to do. So yep. it's a. Um, but yeah, so uh, thank you so much. Uh, I am Alan Smith. I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And we will see you next time. See ya.